I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubter. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I'm a humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, Pastor Larry Bolden, Big Daddy Coach. Whatever he is endeared to you, thank God for you today. Thank God for your leadership. Thank you for all my uh, ministers of the gospel. Thank you for those that keep us in perfect peace because they do the work behind the scenes. So let's just give it up for that staff that works <laughs> woo, behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, make everything all right for me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our scripture today is James 2, 14 and 18. And what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but doesn't have works? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of, uh, destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, which what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So together we're going to say as we go to our seats, I will show you my faith, you my faith by, my by my works. Come on, one more time. I will show you my faith, you my faith. By, my works. by my works. You can have a seat because we can stay right there. Uh, the uh, title of the lesson that we're going to talk about today is Minding Your Business. Okay, now that is not a, a typo. We're going to talk about mining, the old age concept of di digging and dwelling down in the earth realm, in the spiritual realm, and then the digging and the hewing and the, and the digging that has to go down in our hearts and our souls so that we may be operators of faith. So minding your business today, I will give you both parts, which is, we're going to talk about a little bit on both sides. Minding your business is, we're talking about relationships, okay? So in the natural, when we in love and we are all into each other and we like each other and they my best friend and you my best friend, we all in each other's faces. We always got to see each other, got to talk to each other, got something funny to say, we want to share it. And now with phones and texts, we can send them little messages during the day and say, how you doing? Oh, send you a kissy face, all those things. That's in the natural. When we came down and said, I accept Jesus Christ, is our Lord and Savior, we fall in love with him too. And so we wear the t-shirt, we say hallelujah, we join the choir, we do our dancing, we do our praising, we do our singing. Yes. But your business is your faith. Faith is the business of the relationship. 
And see, so many times we love the kissy kissy and the feel good, feel good. But when it comes down to business, some of us don't want to handle our business. And so you messing around with somebody else's business. So because you're not working on your business, okay? But we're talking about minding your business, and your business is the relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus Christ and you move and operate in faith, so there is a business that has to be done. So when you're moving into somewhere, you got to, even though, I'm going to pick on Miss Jessie. Where's she at? Okay. She got, she got her nerve not to be up in here. Miss Jessie, if you tell Miss Jessie that she got to go out to the, to the, the closet out there and clean it up, uh, and we're going to move something new in it, she's going to want everything out. She's going to want to know what it is because she don't want to throw nothing away that, we could use, okay? All right, because she got to keep stuff, all right? And then she's going to want it all cleaned out, all right? So that there will be a pathway so that you can get to what we're moving in there for the essentials. Okay, there's nothing different in our heart. When we ask Jesus Christ into our heart, we got to start moving, take everything out. We got to move it around. We got to keep the stuff that's good. And we got to clean it out. And then we got to move it in. And it has to have order. Okay? It has to have some order so we can take care of the business of being a Christian. Okay? Just like we got to be the business of being Ernestine's husband. You got you know, you to make sure there's some things you got to keep in order. All right? And what happens is that when, it found, when we sound, when, it, when we get into doing this, um, we always have to be excited about it. So then Miss Jessie, you know, she gonna promise you some chicken salad and some, you know, some little food and some stuff like that. She gonna bake a little cake or something like that or she gonna do something to entice you, okay? When you're in that love relationship, you do things so you can say, I can spend, you can spend a little more time with me if you go to dinner. You know, you spend a little time, a little bit, we can have a little bit more now if you just meet me at the restaurant. If I take you on a trip, okay? Well, in our relationship with God, he wants to do all those things for us too. But he is looking for us to mind our business and clean out some things that make you say, well, what's it going to cost me? You know, I don't trust everybody now. You know, last time I went out and uh, did something uh, in faith, uh, the people were mean to me. Um, I didn't have a seat. And didn't nobody tell me to wear a face dress today, so I, I don't know why. I should just go on and go back to the house because, you know, I didn't know the, the operating of the day. I didn't know what was going on. See, those things are the waste and the byproducts of things that we have experienced in the world. And when we start operating in a heart of faith, we have to clean that stuff out. Because this ain't about the person that left you and, and you didn't make the cheerleading squad. Okay, this ain't about you being a high stepper. This is not about you being a frat boy or a sorority girl. This is not about you being chosen for the baseball team or you riding the pine for the basketball team. This is about your walk with Christ. Okay, in our walk with Christ, yes, you all, all of us in here have saving faith because we're here today. We have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We believe that he died and died and he got up the, uh, on the third day. And yes, we believe that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. That's saving faith. But I'm talking about faith that's going to get you to live a life where you can go on a trip with God. You can elevate with God. Your life can be changed. You can see that, you know, it used to be that those things would have been my hold up. 
But I want to know now that I have operated in faith and I believe that I'm going to give another sister a chance. I'm going to give another brother a chance. I'm going to give another church a chance. I'm going to give striving a chance. I'm going to give the deacon the board. I'm going to give everybody a chance because my life has been changed by the word of God that's in me. Okay? So I come in here expecting that this is going to be different than the last time. Because all of us can stay in our bed with our heads covered based upon something that happened to us when we were 10 years old. Okay? So, so I don't care how old you are in here today, we are here by faith. Whether you know it or not, you're here. So in the mining industry, you, they find a place that says this is a good mountain. And when we go in here and dig in there, we're going to find a precious precious stone, gold, or coal. We know all of those things because coal provides um, electricity. I didn't really know that until studying this. I, I heard about it, but I just didn't understand why all these barges be coming in here with coal on them. I'm like, I didn't know that. I just didn't put all that together. But anyway, when they mark the spot, Mr. JP, when they mark the spot, it just begins. When they find a spot that they need to dig into and they know or they, they believe in that gold is there or coal is there, they mark the spot. And in olden days, they used wooden things called a, a, a shaft. And so the shaft is laid there and it takes two to four years back in the day to even get into the mountain. So this is not snap, crackle, and pop kind of faith, okay? you got to stay there, and you've got that laid on you that's there. So when you accepted Jesus Christ, the cross was laid on your heart. That's your shaft, okay? The shaft is laid on you, okay? But then there's some work that still has to be done, okay? There's some work that has to be done because we got to clean out, and during the mining process, they put, set aside all the good, all the rock, the good soil, if they find other minerals or other things, they lay that to side because that's good, okay? But they take out and they use water to flush out and wash out anything that is not good. And all that waste, they want it taken out, okay? So when we are operating and we go down in the uh, obedience of baptism, okay, into the water, okay, we are washing away the first initial set of dirt that is on us when we are sinners, all right, all right, you, you following me now, okay, 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 so now we got, we washed, but that's just the first wash, okay, so then as we begin to learn and love on the Lord, that shaft starts, we start grinding into the middle in the big deep parts of our heart and that's where he wants to reside so he's in there cleaning it up so he can hang out with you okay and so when he comes to a spot that needs a little bit extra digging and moving and getting on down in there it goes uh, 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 uh. oh that hurt a little bit oh why wait a minute let's let's that hurt why 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 got to hurt so much because it's faith. Faith is with spiritual eyes. It's not with the natural eye. I can clean you up in a few minutes. 
There's all kinds of ways to take a bath these days, okay? Get you clean on the outside. But when we talk about clean on the inside, it takes some work. Okay, why do you think your grandmothers and all those, and now they got all kinds of things now, but it was our grandmothers were doing it. You know, just cleaning you out on the inside. Every season, you're supposed to clean your body out, okay? Because there's some waste and stuff that has gotten in there that needs, that has no good. It's no good for you. It will back you up. Okay? And so, so is our heart. So is our heart. So therefore, that shaft, the cross, is established there on your heart. You start using the word. You start dealing with other Christians. You change the people, the places, and the things that you do and say and go, all right? And then you keep going on deeper and deeper. So now we arrive, when you go deeper and deeper, we're going to talk about our man Gideon. Because Gideon, we know in the Bible and Judges, he came from a bloodline of what? Judges. They had a good name, okay? They had some things attached to their name, but he came with some, with a name. His family had a name, okay? He had the outwardness of being upright, one that would give advice. But the children of Israel, who they were supposed to give judgment to and give guidance to, they had been cutting up, acting up not wanting to follow the rules. They even, they even went and got them, uh, made themselves their own God and built this tower and all these things. And this was done on his daddy's watch. See, when we talk about sin and cleaning ourselves up from sin and growing in faith and growing in our relationship with Jesus Christ, it's okay until we start talking about your family. You can talk about me. And, I, I, and then I start testifying about me I'll tell you what happened to me, but then when God wants to clean me out to go deeper in a relationship, he got to get with your family, okay? And so on Gideon's daddy's watch was the tower built, okay? And sacrifices were being done and all these things. And the angel of the Lord come to Gideon and said, hey, you're a mighty warrior, Gideon. You're mighty. And you're going to help defeat the Midnight's. You're going to do that because you might. And he's like, I am in a cave in a mountain. Y'all see that? In a mountain. I'm in a cave in a mountain, in a wine press, hiding, beating out wheat so that the people won't see me, so I, I won't get caught up, get hurt. Okay? You're talking about me coming out of this cave that was built in a mountain to defeat who? You're talking to me? And then I'm sure Gideon is the only one that has walked with the Lord and said, show me a sign. Tell me what to do. I'm not sure. Tell me again. So not one time, but two times. Not two times, but three times. God showed, yes, I'm talking to you. Yes, you're going to come out of this cave and you're going to do what God has said to do. Brothers and sisters, if you don't start your day some days or begin a task and not be apprehensive, because we ain't going to use the word fear, okay? If you start apprehensive, you know, in your day about this project, things that you got to do, if you don't start apprehensive, I want to see you after church over there 
in that section there because I can you you need my other services in my profession okay because if you walk by faith and not by sight you're gonna be apprehensive sometimes okay because Jesus had to come so we would get it right okay so don't go don't so don't go around here talking about you only you ain't scared of nothing because I'm scared of a whole bunch of things okay but when we start our lives and we are, that word is in us and we keep getting that word in us and we keep mining our hearts and mining it and flushing these things out. Well, why am I scared? What do I need to do to not be scared? Oh, I need to call my sister and let her pray with me. Oh, I need to switch to this Bible and read this. Oh, you mean I need to turn on my praise and worship music and read this word until it gets into me till I can feel it stirring up in my heart and soul oh that's how I stop being apprehensive okay and you do that one little cleanup as a time at a time and one of the things that's happening to us when God was preparing me for this is that there's something about what we're going through right now it's the same thing that you're apprehensive about it just keep coming up in your life you there's something that just keeps coming up in your life and I don't know if you're tap dancing, I don't know if you and dug a, dug a cave and you're hiding in it. Whatever you're doing, God wants you to face that thing with faith today. Yeah. Saturate your heart, move your heart, and get that out of the way with the word of God, with prayer and meditation and fellowshipping with people, places, and things that they have done it so you can do it too. When you hang out with nine broke people, guess what? Guess what's getting ready to happen to you? You're going to be the 10th broke person. If you, if you, you want to be a winner, you better start getting in the winner's circle. All right? Get in the winner's circle. Because I don't know how Sister Clarissa got in the winner's circle, but guess what? If she can get in there, as cute as she is, hey, I ain't that bad looking either. I'm in the winner's circle. Get in there. Get in there. <laughs> and start listening to what your sister's saying. Watch how she walk in church. Walk how you see her when she at her job. Walk when you see her in Walmart or something with her kids. Walk and see what she's doing. Observe some people around you that are winners, and then you start asking God, God, how can I stand up? How can I speak kind to my husband? How can I usher my kids even though they, wanna, they look like they don't really want to be with me today? But how can I just be with them? And you know what will happen? He said, if you ask, I will give it to you. Okay? But you got to see that and got to be able to find that in the word of God. Everything else, we don't mind reading the instructions. Everything else, we don't mind watching the YouTube on it, the how to fix it or how to do it. I'm asking you to get in your word and mind your business. So when Gideon was told to tear down the tower, he's like, wow, wait a minute, that, that, my daddy might say something. People will rise up against me. My cousins may not invite me to the spade contest anymore, okay? The likelihood of being able to go out and hang with my cousins and my auntie, you know, she makes that really good mac and cheese. She might not want me at the house because I'm out here in the daylight tearing down the tower and the, 
and the, and the uh, place where they were doing all the sacrifices. So Gideon said, I walk by faith. God has told me that this is my thing to do. I'm going to get it done. So he got it done. He and some people got it done, but they did it at night. And guess what? I, I ain't mad at you. Do it, Gideon. Do it. If you can't do it today at 1048 a.m. with all of us, do it tonight at 1048 p.m. by yourself. But do it. Mind your business. Get in that word and get in there and ask God what you are. I'm tired of being apprehensive about this thing. It keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. And it keeps coming up. And I need to be free of it. Because I want the gold and the treasures of my heart to be manifested here on the earth realm right now. So Gideon did what he had to do. And you all know the story from there that he got the men and it was 10,000 of them. And God said, no, you only need 300 of them. We know all of that. But the part that I want to bring to your attention is, is that Gideon's name meant hewer. Do y'all know what a hewer is? A hewer is something you use to break up rock dig things up and all these kind of things and so it, it all along all along he was meant to do what God had him to do so all along Ernestine God had a plan for you to do this right here today all along all along sisters and brothers you are the one that should be doing what you're doing okay and I don't care if you are apprehensive today about that but keep going keep going keep going because this is Influencer Sunday. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you watch me. Somebody's watching you watch me and watching somebody else who said that they were going to be watching here. Okay? And they watching and they watching and they watching. But guess what? In 20 minutes, we're going to be gone. But they're still going to be watching you. They're still going to see you. So you, don't, you may not have your face shirt on. You may just have your uniform on. You may have whatever you're doing to, tomorrow when you go to the restaurant, how you treat the waiting staff, how you tip so lousy. All of that is influencing someone else to have faith. You give them a $5 tip and you have a one-hour extra conversation there after you've eaten over the dirty dishes with all your church members and y'all only give them people $5. Okay, you are influencing those that don't go to church. Okay, because here you are giving them five dollars and you have kept that table where they can't make another five, ten, or fifteen dollars for another two hours. You influencing somebody, okay, and it's not good. Okay, so I want you to mind your business and be generous and be kind because you don't know who that person is and why they're doing that job, but you got to be kind to them because somebody was kind to you. Okay. And ask for forgiveness if you have done that. And don't do that this afternoon when you go to lunch. Amen. Ask the person their name. Say, what is your name? Oh, it's Joseph. Oh, hi, Joseph. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that's a Christian. They got that faith shirt on. Yeah, they got them striving shirts on. Oh, okay. Well, next time I see striving, I'll think differently. 
Next time I see Christian, I will see differently. Next time somebody talks to me about church, and next time y'all then, after y'all do this $5, because I saw this happen, I saw it happen, I saw it happen. After you took those people's time, did all that, and you put them little dollar bills up there, then they had the nerve to leave their church card and come visit our church. I, I'm, I didn't make it up. If you're going to be an influencer, you have to influence in something that's going to give some gains, okay? Okay, all you did is help the enemy say that we all messed up in the church, okay? And we do stuff that contradicts what we say, okay? But if you, you, we are influencers in this house today, and we are not going to do that, and we would correct it if we saw somebody trying to do that. So when the lady was coming to us, I was like, ooh, Stacy, you got to go deep today because we, we can't do that. We cannot do that. We got to we gotta give her some more just for the brother and sister that just did that, okay? We got we to gotta do something. We got to do something. And in the mining process, when you do this, you're always going to get some more good, and you're always going to see something you got to wash out. And in family, when we talk about family, there's some good things about your family. The number one, they wanted you, okay? No matter how you got here, you got here. They wanted you because you didn't have to be here, okay? Number two, they gave you the best they had, okay? So if you are over the age of 22 in this house, you can't keep blaming your family for why you not moving further along in your life. You got to start minding your business, digging things out, keep the good, and get rid of the bad because it's not working for you. It's not working for you. You know, I never understood my, <laughs> Amy married, who is my mother, she said, you grow up and you get you some kids and you see if you can do better. And I said, Amy, you get you some kids. You raise them up, see if you can do better. I didn't know what that meant, but now I know <laughs> what that means. And she wasn't playing. As a parent, you make some decisions that you don't want nobody to know you had to make that decision. Your kid can't handle the truth, okay? They cannot handle the truth. And it's not for them to know. You're not going to make it better by telling them everything. But you can tell them that you know that God has got you on another route, and baby, I'm doing better, and I'm your mama, or I'm your daddy, and I'm going to give you what I got, but then it's you that have to take the good cream, and you got to make your own cheesecake. You got to make your stuff sweet. You got to keep on going. So when people say, well, God is putting me through something. Hmm. God putting you through something. What would that something be? What would it be? Are you in a place where you need God to help you deal with where you are? Now, if that's the real statement, then minding your business is getting in there and applying the word to the situation, okay? And we give all the, the man with the D name all the credit. He ain't doing nothing. Half of what he doing, half of what we're going through in this house 
is our own doing. Is our own doing. You can blame it on your family. You can blame it on your cousins. You can blame it who you're sleeping with. You can blame it who you're married to. You can blame it to everybody else. You can blame it on pastor. But you are going through it because God says, I want you to give it up so I can make room for So you can get to the goals of your life. You can get to the good parts of your life before you're 95 and you can't really move as fast as you'd like to go. But when we start talking about family, people be wanting to beat you up. And I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't talking about your mama. I'm not talking about your daddies. I'm talking about you. You're grown now. Look at it from the eyes of keep the good. Keep the good. Because we don't know the decisions they had to make for you to even be alive. My mother made an uncomprehensible decision so that me and my last three siblings could live. And I'm talking about live. Okay? There was someone after my son, my brother, and wanted to take him out in his infancy. But my mother's decisions, my grandmother's guidance, okay, saved us. And we fast forwarded uh, 30, 30, 30, I guess my brother, 40, 40 some years later. And the person that was looking to take him out was at our dad's funeral and said, I've been looking for you. And my brother said, well, I'm right here. And I said, what you were looking for? Because it was a woman. And I had been fasting. So I said, any conversation that you need to have, you can have this conversation right now. You've been looking for him. And my brother's this, he's the nice guy. He's the charmer of the Oh, no, 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 you know, hey, everything fine. The lady said what she's going to say, yeah, yeah. No, I said, I want to know why she wants to. She's been looking for my brother. I'm his sister. And, and y'all don't want me to call the bad to the brown brother Fred, okay, the baby boy, okay, because he's right outside. See, when people want to take you out, they don't stop. They don't stop. They ain't stopping. But your life and where you put your life, and when we were up there singing in the choir and going to Sunday school and going to church, and, and our mother was keeping, oh, she used to be so protective. God, I understand. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't go with everybody. Everybody couldn't talk to us. Not, I mean, all this stuff. She handled that. And by faith, we're here. Okay? All of us loving the Lord, living our lives and carrying our families through the same and doing the same. Okay? And that person died a treacherous death. Treacherous death. Because she wasn't just looking for that little boy. She was looking, she had found other little boys. Uh Treacherous. Treacherous. See, there's stuff in your family that don't nobody talk about. Secrets kill. Secrets kill. Okay? Because that person wasn't a stranger. That person was a family member. Secrets kill. But when you walk by faith, and my grandmother used to be at that, in there singing Mahalia Jackson and singing all these gospel songs and praying over us and 
not being with us and going where we going and my mama's taking us where we going and all these things like that. You are minding your business. Minding your business. My mother owned three dresses and an usher uniform until I was a sophomore in college. Okay, mind your business. Mind your business and the fruit will come. Okay, my brother used to say, she buying all these hats, she buying all these dresses. I said, she can buy as many hats and dresses as she wants to. Leave her alone. Because she had done her part. She minding her business. Okay? You know the stats say, oh, you're going to be in jail. Oh, you're going to be this way. Them boys not going to do this. You're not going to do that. My mother dropped <laughs> the same brother. He was the mama. He's the mama's boy to this day. He didn't believe my mother when she said, you got 90 days after high school to be somewhere. The military, a job, or college. He didn't believe it because he was the mama's boy. She loved him a little bit better than she loved the rest of us. Well, I didn't play that. Nine days after graduation from high school, I was at Grambling State University. Nine days up in the dorm because I believed what she meant. Okay? Homeboy got to lay around a few more months. And so she said, baby, come on and go take a ride with me. So she got him in the car, a gold LeSabre with a little cream top on it, clean, clean, clean. And she drove him over to uh, Bossier City to the military recruiting stations. Stations. She said, get out my car, go join a branch, call me and let me know who took you. Okay, she was minding her business because see, somebody was still looking for him. Okay, and if he'd have started going to the little clubs and all the little things that's down in little rabbit holes in Louisiana and them little rabbit trails, they could have found him. Okay, let me know who got you. So he went to the United States Army. And then he wrote this sappy letter and says, Mom, it was the best thing you ever did was send me away to the Army. Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts sometimes to mind your business, okay? It hurts sometimes to get the truth when the truth don't seem like, ooh, it's tough, it's hard, but it's what God wants for us. And those 300 men that followed Gideon, a man that was stereotyped as afraid, uh, his, uh, his bloodline was considered weak. He had all these little things that the world said, Gideon couldn't do this. Those 300 that believed in him and followed him in obedience, and they were minding the business that freed the children of Israel. Yeah. It only takes one to influence, okay? So we're going to be like Gideon. We, we might be apprehensive. I'm, it's 10 minutes left, okay? We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be fearful. We're not going to be scared. We ain't going to punk around. We ain't going to do none of that kind of stuff. What we're going to do is we are going to believe from the influencers that are in this house that have walked by faith and walked through some things that only God has taken them through, has delivered them through, and we're going to address that, thing, that one thing that's in our lives that just keep coming up, just keep coming up, and we're going to make room in our hearts so faith grows stronger and stronger because someone is watching you and they're depending on you 
They don't know you. They may not even know you by name, but they are going to be influenced by what you do with your faith. You have to do it. It's your job. And James said that faith without works is dead. So all this knowledge that we get here striving, so what? So what if you don't operate in faith? Okay? Because uh, James said, well, the, de the demons know Jesus and tremble. So that ain't, you knowing all this about God and reading the Bible and having 15 commentaries. Matter of fact, anybody want a Matthew Hen uh, Henry commentary, the print too small, you can have it. You can have it, you can have it. Uh, just let me know. Okay, but if you got all these documents and all these things, and you still go around here scared, I don't trust too many people. I don't fool with too many folks. You know, I kind of buy my, I kind of just deal by myself. I plead the blood of Jesus over all those scary and anxious, disturbing thoughts that come into our brothers and sisters' minds in the name of Jesus right now. I tear it down. I tear it down with the word. We walk by faith and not by sight. He says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you shall, shall, legal and binding, yeah. it'll be pulled down. So therefore, there's no reason, all that stuff, all those fears, all that anxiety. I mean, I'm, I'm, people can, your family can teach you how to be scared of everything, okay? And maybe in their times, you needed to be scared, okay? You needed to be scared. But where are you now? Yes, yes, and yes. You are not there. This is not that. So what you over here carrying around great-great-granny's fear of, of this? And you don't even know why you do it. Gideon had to get, he had to have a conversation with himself like real fast. Okay? So I'm telling you guys, you got to catch up with Gideon. You got to get it up. Let's go. Get rid of those little things that make you afraid. When I walk in places and I'm not quite sure, I made up a song. I still can't join the choir, though. Okay. <laughs> I have access in your name, Jesus. I have access in your name, Jesus. I have access in your name, access in your name. Access in your name, Jesus. I sing that to myself until I get in there, and I might have to tap my foot during the first session until whatever's trying to rise up against me. I got access to this because my father says that a cattle on a thousand hills is his, okay? Okay? So my daddy got it all. So I don't care who's in here, some of it's mine. And I'm not coming for yours, I just want mine. Mind your business. Mind your business. Get your cut. Get your share. Over in here, climbing caskets and, and, and crying and got to be passed all out and all this kind of stuff like that. And then at the, at the repast, you want like, what's my cut? What's my part? What's my part? 
What's do me? You know, grandmama always told me that I could have that. Well, you ain't seen your grandmother in 10 years. Y'all get me out. Go call the judge and have them to get me released so I can come to my grandmama's funeral. I need some clothes. I'm going to need a nice outfit. Get me out of here. Go get a lawyer and get me, talk, tell them to get me released so I can come to the funeral. For what? That's Ernestine's response. What you going for? We can't touch you. We can't talk to you. We got to feed them deputies. And, do you, and you know now, did y'all know that you got, the family got to pay to bring that person to the funeral? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, cousin, we'll send you a obituary. No, it's not. It's the truth, Pastor. It's the truth. It's the truth. You got us all in here working all this and trying to get all these things together, and then you over here, when Grandmama would say, stay on the porch, you were the first one off the porch. You the one that used to say, this is what my, this is what my cousin said, well, I can't be in that country place like y'all. Oh, it's so country down there, ain't nothing going on. I got to stay in the city and all that kind of stuff like that. And he been in prison 45 years. Because every time they sent him to the country, he cut up. My mama told him up. And he'd call and his mama and him say, well, come on back. You know, he, he ain't accustomed to that hot weather down there. Y'all got him playing outside in the shade. So, no, come on. He come on back. And you wake up in a cell for having something that's like a, a bad uh, license plate, but you wake up and your, your, prison, your prison cell made dead. <laughs> and now you in. You need to be at the funeral. You need to still keep working on that. Because when your parents almost lost their house to get you out, you stayed out three days. Wouldn't stay in a halfway house. No, you ain't coming to the funeral. No. Mm -mm. That's my family. That's my family now. That's my family. No, you're not. You're not. Mm -mm. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, now you know the rest of the story, Pastor. It, no, it ain't that cold now. It, I ain't that cold, Pastor. Okay? And then, and then the other one's over here. Bert, we doing no obituary. Uh, um, since we want to be, we just want to honor grandmother. Now, this really happened. This really happened. This really happened. Uh, uh, I, I just want to uh, put my son's name on the program. I said, I got your son's names. You got this one and this one, and you got a daughter. No, no, no. Uh, my other son. So I looked up and I saw his wife like sitting over there where you are in that cute little gold bronze shirt there. And I said, do she know? Oh, uh, uh, no. I said, well, nobody else will know. <laughs> Not in my grandmother's funeral, okay? <laughs> Not today, brother, okay? <laughs> He'll still be a secret. <laughs> lady too. No, 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 no. She wasn't going to find out that kind of way. And that's family stuff that when we start dealing and being Christians, we have to accept who, where we came from and keep the good 
and lose that stuff. Because uh, uh, July 31st, hey, I see you up there. We will be married 30 years. And uh, the day before the wedding, we ran all of our family over to this restaurant to have breakfast so we could have some time by ourselves. And we just needed to just think, okay? And so we were walking, and I said, I stopped him like this. I grabbed his big old arm, and I said, hey, I know this is not going to sound right, but is anybody going to come up this driveway and call you daddy that we don't know? <laughs> now, we had, this wasn't the first time we talked about it, but this is down to, you know, Fabe, this is like, this, the start, the, you know, the clock, we're getting ready to start, okay? Is anybody going to come up this driveway and say, you're my daddy? He's like, no. I said, okay, okay, okay. We can go on with what we're doing. 30 years later, ain't nobody showed up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I, had, I did have to get a little high school sweetheart girlfriend. I had to get her straight. But um, <laughs> other than that. Other than that, we've been good. And, it wasn't, and, she, and he wasn't even around. You're going to try to beef with the wife, and he ain't even around? I was up there volunteering at my mother-in-law's school in the classroom, and the girl kept walking behind. <laughs> you better get somewhere, okay? <laughs> he the one that got away, all right? He's away. <laughs> that dog is on my porch. That's right, Miss Janice. Don't mess with me. I'll let Miss Janice off on you, okay? Miss Janice will get you. She'll roll over you with them, them fast wheels. She almost got my toes one Sunday. You better get up. She'll get on you. Family, mind your business. Your business is about the relationship you have with God, and everybody can do the easy stuff, which is love and praise and jump around. But walking by faith, taking those tough stands, Stop being afraid of things that you don't even know why you're afraid of. Cleaning up and not taking that family stuff further. That's your job right now. If you would like prayer to just build you up more or for a specific thing, I'm asking you to join me at the altar and do whatever the protocols are, you know, if you want to. But just come on up. Let's close in prayer.